Welcome to this time of prayer. Be calm. Be mindful. These are good words to guide our daily living. However, they are especially useful now where concerns about health, income, and future seek to consume our sense of hope. I wanted to do something to help us move these words from our vocabulary down into our soul. So I've invited friends to join me in the practice of Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina is a traditional monastic practice of reading and meditating upon scripture. It literally means the divine reading, where we read not to study, but to allow the words to speak to us, so we might hear the voice of God speaking to us in them. So let us prepare to listen. Be calm, relax, breathe deeply and slowly. Be mindful of the presence of God in your life as we listen. Praying with me today is... Cindy, I invite you to be relaxed, uh, breathe slowly, calm yourself, take really deep breaths, and exhale really slowly. And we're just going to kind of calm ourselves and center ourselves before we get ready to read. So let us take some breaths. A reading from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 14. For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention that such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Sleep or awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Cindy, as you were listening to that reading, was there a word or a phrase that caught your attention? The words goodness, justice, and truth just kept rolling through my head. 
We're going to go quiet again, and I invite you just to use those words to focus and meditate on as you're silent, and then we'll invite you to do um, the second reading of the scripture when, um, when I say so. You were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So live your life as children of light. Light produces fruit that consists of every sort of goodness, justice, and truth. Therefore, test everything to see what's pleasing to the Lord, and don't participate in unfruitful actions of darkness. Instead, you should reveal the truth about them. It's embarrassing to even talk about what certain people do in secret. But everything exposed to the light is revealed by the light. Everything that is revealed by the light is light. Therefore, it says, wake up, sleeper, get up from the dead. So tell me, as you meditated on those words, what did they, how did they speak to you? Well, in particular, when I was reflecting on uh, what my version calls goodness, justice, and truth, I saw that through the lens of um, a little book called Three Simple Rules. And it's the, the rules that uh, John Wesley left with us around um, do no harm which for me is justice, seek justice, do good, you know, goodness, and and seek ways of truth. That's really, for me, was, you know, that's how we stay in love with God. That third simple rule was keep connected, search the scriptures, tend worship, take communion, uh, remember your baptism. These these are the ways in which we stay connected to one another. Um, And for me... That resonates with the word truth. You know, what is true? People, you know, what is, what is right? What is good? Um, those are questions best answered, at least for me, the lens I look through is when I'm connecting with others and working through what it means to do good and do no. Right. Right. Well, I sat there that. Thinking about those, you know, do no harm, do good, in this time that we're mm. we're living in, um, we're we're asking to do, being asked to do a good that we maybe don't always completely understand, and with so much stuff going around, it's really kind of pressing to see right. the truth, right? right. <laughs> what's what's truth right now? You know, I sat there and I was thinking about that as as we were reading. I I couldn't help but get caught up in that 
you know, take no part in the unfruitful works of That's darkness. Right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, this, the situation was just like going, oh my goodness, you know. Um, but I, you know, how do you, I mean, we're, we're being asked to figure this out. How do you stay connected when you're told to be isolated? That's the hard part, especially for someone who's a, a high E, an extrovert, the way I am. Um, I talk for a living. That's, you know, it's my only real skill is I can talk for hours about anything right. <laughs> and everything. Um, and so it's fine, you know, the blessing of having these ways where we can, um, I think of the three Zoom meetings I was in on yesterday and FaceTime and um, Facebook and all of the many ways now we have to reach out to one another and stay connected. Um, and my prayer is with those folks who don't have that access, how are we going to stay connected? And that's that for me is, is I think, our big challenge. Well, one of the things I've been, you know, as you said that, I've been thinking about is I've been trying to get out and go and do walks and make sure that I get 45 minutes an hour walk, you know, morning and, and afternoon. And, um, and a lot of people are doing that, which is really, really good. But at the same time, um, I, I have to fight my own self of being suspicious of the person coming exactly. in. Right? And, and I'm, I've never felt that way. Well, maybe when we were walking <laughs> through Harlem in uh, New York City in, this, in the 80s. Uh, but that's a whole other story. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, but it was it was amazing to me. I, I walked up into the park this morning, and there was another gentleman, and he was walking up out of the out of the woods, and um, and I just immediately kind of like oh gotta stay away. But we've also really committed to making sure that we say hi to every single person that we say yes. that we see, exactly. right? Um, you know, I think about that with, uh, you know, um, that's where I like that. Take no part in, take no part in unfruitful works. It's like, don't, don't give in to this fear, well, right? How do we, uh, you know, we have to live right now with a certain amount of fear, but how do you not let that overcome you? I, yesterday as right. I was, um, I finished up my three mile walk and, I already had enough steps in and stairs in, so I was going to take the elevator up. And coming at me was a woman wearing an Alina, um, I don't know what you call that, the nurses wear, you know, the scrubs, I guess it's called. And I realized, I backed away from her and I said, stay away, you know, because I have a possible exposure. And then I chose not to use the elevator because I would be touching buttons and doorknobs that she would be touching. I said, I'll take the stairs. Even though I was carrying a heavy grocery bag, that was the right thing to do. And in the past, I would have said hi and we would have chatted. And uh, But my first reaction was stay away, six feet back. I see you're a healthcare worker. You know, it's mm -hmm. so it's that sense of, you have to have that caution, but at the same time, see each other and acknowledge each other. It's funny listening to that because now your thing to do yeah. good is to go contrary 
to your practice and everything, everything you know to be. Everything I've ever done. In fact, um, when I lived in when I <laughs> lived in Connecticut, I would go out for walks and say hi to everybody, smile and say hi, and and people made fun of me for my Midwestern, you know, jovial greeting for every. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to look away and not speak to people. And I was like, hi, everybody's my, I'm kind of like my own puppy dog. Hi, everybody. Right. I want to meet you. What's new? Who are you? Right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was an interesting time in my life. And I think I don't want to ever be that person that looks away and doesn't see you. Mm-hmm. Right. So sitting there thinking now, like, you were probably, what, a week yeah. into this? Not even a week? Yeah, because it was really, it was right. really Saturday, you know, so it isn't, we're not even a week into this, so how, how do you think you, okay, how do you live in the light if this is going to be 8, 10, right. 12 weeks? Well, I was oh. looking for an answer, so you can give that <laughs> yeah, one. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. You know, I, um, at, I, I was telling people, I think, you know, this, this, uh, the time that I actually might have said out loud what a, how I would love to have a whole week at home, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and now facing the actual reality of that six, eight, ten, twelve weeks year, mm-hmm. um, I'm fortunate right now. I have someone living with me. My daughter's home from DC, but she has to eventually go back there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, yeah, to stay connected with people through these various means that we have. I, I generally have just texted my kids, but I think I'm, I'm really going to have to be using FaceTime or someplace where I can see humans. (laughs) You know, actually, you know. Yeah, you know, something that is something unique because um, I started thinking about that. What, you know, I've heard a bunch of people that have too many people in their Mm, house now. That uh, whether school kids coming home and everything like that. But to be thinking about, um, well, two things. People that are going to be by themselves a lot. And two, um, people that are, might be older and don't really think about FaceTime and and have that kind right. of access. Um, and and I was thinking about that, you know, for the the people I know who you know don't even have email or any of that. Um, how will we stay connected? Uh, it's going to get creative. I actually um, sat down yesterday and wrote a letter to my grandson who's at basic training in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, because obviously he can't make phone calls. He's in basic training, sort of a suspended time. And I was trying to remember the last time I actually wrote a letter to someone. Um, mm-hmm. And that that may become another way that we stay connected to each other, sending cards, sending letters, uh, presuming the post office can, can keep running. Uh, right. Right, right, man. That's funny, but um, 
we're on both ends of the technology right. there, right? You're like, you really need the FaceTime level technology, but you're going to be finding your t yourself doing more letter writing than probably ever before. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and yet I look back, I found um, cleaning out my attic when I moved here to Egan, stacks of letters that I wrote while I was in basic training and while I was stationed in Alaska. And there wasn't any other way to communicate. And how that is a diary of life. And that, um, mm -hmm. so perhaps this having to move back to some of these other ways of communicating, uh, much like this letter we read of Paul's, we will have a record of what this time mm -hmm. was like for us. Um, you, can you think of another time in your life that you've ever been in anything like this? Um, that I actually was reflecting on that. I, um, I had my first child while I was in um, Connecticut, and there was the um, and I can't remember exactly where it was in Pennsylvania where there was a nuclear reactor that it, some emissions. And I remember being terrified of that. We weren't that far from Pennsylvania. Mm. I'm going to have to stay in my house with this baby until we hear an all clear. But that was a matter of what, a few days? I mean, it's, you know, she's, she's 40 now, so it's hard to remember back that far. But, um, I just, that was, you know, um, the only time I remember really feeling like I can't go out. It's not safe. I'm afraid. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. How long did that, how long I did that I think it was last? about a week before I, because okay. I remember, you know, because the news we were getting was, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And you're thinking it's a nuclear reactor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Don't lie. Tell me yeah. the truth. You know, were we hearing truth? So we're back to that word again. Right. Right. Boy, that's, isn't that something that really is, um, at any time of anxiety, mm -hmm. um, trying to figure out what's true is really, really Well, difficult. exactly. I mean, when I listen to some of the doctors who have been on the news and, and talking about how this virus will spread and how um, we probably don't know, and we don't know enough now to even know what's what all is true other than the truth we've seen in Italy and as it's coming mm -hmm. our way. And as we see the numbers increasing, the truth is in the numbers. <laughs> well, and even, even those scientists, yeah. they're working on projections and calculations. And, and, and I mean, there is, you know, reasonable guesswork with it, but they, they, don't, they don't know for, yeah. for sure what, uh, What's good at work there? Um, so this is, yeah. I mean, we're living in a time unprecedented. Um, mm. I know I was, <laughs> of course, you know, I was a history major in college, so I'll always like to go back in time. Um, and I was reflecting on this with Amanda last night about, so during um, the flu of 1918, I think it was, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. And again, we're, they didn't have access like we do 
So what the level of fear must have been, or the polio epidemic. That's another time mm-hmm. where people, I think, probably hunk down in their houses. I remember my mother telling me that, um, the, uh, people being afraid to be out. <laughs> no. Well, it was interesting. Peggy was telling me yesterday that, you know, her mom is, you know, just starting to digest what this all means because it's a confusing time for them, sure. you know. And um, and so Peggy, in trying to explain it, she goes, well, Mom, tell me about when, you do you remember the polio um, epidemic or with the problem with polio? And, and that just yeah. got her going and talking and that was maybe a way for her to connect with, yeah. with now, you know? Yeah. So for, um, for those generations, um, to be able to, to remember what that time was like, right. Everybody, everybody so was were, suspect, right. You know, kind of where we're at yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, that's what, one of the, I sit there and think about it. one of the things that we try to offer the community as a church is a sense of community, a sense of connection, a family. Uh, we have to work and really concentrate on t- trust in that community. And um, boy, it's going to be hard when you can't be connected and and, and be face to face. You know. Um, hey, what were, what were the what were the three words again that you started? Goodness, out with? justice, and truth. Goodness, justice, and truth. And so, as you, um, we're thinking about moving forward from this. How do you take that into? I mean, how does we hear God saying these words to you? Those are the words that came out to you. But how do you sit there and think about moving forward with those three words? What is God calling you through this text to do? I, what I, I, it, particularly the word goodness is um, to try to keep focused on, on what good will come from us learning how to reconnect and stay connected with one another, even in the midst of a time where we can't physically touch. Um, mm-hmm. To, so to to continue to to really focus on on the the good parts of what we are able to do right now, the things we can do, um, and and in terms of justice, um, to not leap to conclusions, to not prejudge, to not. I think of when I hear people use the word Chinese virus or China virus. It's like the pain that that causes for, for my friends of um, Asian descent. And um, let's, let's be good people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I even think about that too, is, uh, um, and thinking about um, city, urban versus mm. rural. You know, um, you know, urban cultures often look down on rural ones, but rural ones also <laughs> look down on urban ones. And that this is this is not uh, a rural or an urban thing, um, and uh, um, and and plus to be thinking about, oh my gosh, these these the people that are offering critical services to food <laughs> shelters, 
homeless shelters, um, to be thinking about, um, you know, um, my daughter is working with uh, pain management for um, cancer and and uh, critical illness people. If they right. shut down, how do you deal with pain management? You know, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, my hope is that in the midst of all of this, when the wave passes, when we're able to resume a sense of our, our normalcy, normal way of life, that there will also be a sense of new normal um, to not take it, not take for granted anymore what it means to walk up mm -hmm. to someone and say hi, to not mm -hmm. be fearful, um, and to remember what it, what it was like to have to keep distance once, um, and the feeling that produces mm -hmm. so that we're able to, again, to be more compassionate Caring mm -hmm. and and with eyes wide open, be able to really see who are the people most in need. Who am I not seeing? Mm -hmm. Who am I not reaching? Who mm -hmm. who am I feeling that I must be six feet away from? Right that um, that we will have learned a lesson that we take for granted our ability to be to gather mm -hmm. freely to um, just just to be able to to do the simplest of things um, shake hands hug whatever um. you know what's the interesting thing is your hope is grounded in this text that will emerge out of this and live as children of light yeah grateful for what we have uh, more able to see people yeah. who do not have, and uh, and more drawn into uh, a new sense of community. Yeah, um, that last line: "Wake up, sleeper, <laughs> get up, right? Yeah, right? Get up from the dead. Christ yeah. will shine on you. That when the light's shining again, when we, you know, when we have that light shining in our lives again, of going back to our ordinary." Don't forget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's Amen. pray this one out. You betcha. All right. All right. That's a, that's a good good Midwestern <laughs> way to end a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> you betcha. betcha. Let us, gracious God, in this um, time of darkness, help us to choose to live in the light see what is good, what is just, what is right, and what is true. Strengthen us and equip us to walk into this light and be fruit of the light so that we see what is taking place now is temporary. It is not life-ending that uh, we will choose the mm -hmm. fruitful work of finding ways to be a community in isolation, to be love in separation, and to be hope in the midst of despair. The light will become visible 
And when we have those dark moments, shout in our ear, sleeper awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Amen.